I invite you to take out your Bible this morning, opening to Psalm 145. To unite our hearts together to prayer, we will unite our thoughts around the great themes here of Psalm 145. This is David's last psalm. David is kind of known as the the psalm writer, and he wrote uh, probably approximately about half of them, but this is the last of the ones um, that we will see in the book of Psalms. It's a psalm of David, and it shouldn't surprise us. This is a powerful song of praise to God. Psalm 145, verse 1. I will extol you, my God and King, and bless your name forever and ever. Every day I will bless you and praise your name forever and ever. Great is the Lord and greatly to be praised, and His greatness is unsearchable. One generation shall commend your works to another and shall declare your mighty acts. On the glorious splendor of your majesty, and on your wondrous works I will meditate. They shall speak of the, the might of your awesome deeds, and I will declare your greatness. They shall pour forth the fame of your abundant goodness, and shall sing aloud of your righteousness. The Lord is gracious and merciful, slow to anger and abounding in steadfast love. The Lord is good to all, and His mercy is over all that He has made. All your works shall give thanks to you, O Lord. And all your saints shall bless you. They shall speak of the glory of your kingdom and tell of your power to make known to the children of man your mighty deeds and the glorious splendor of your kingdom. Your kingdom is an everlasting kingdom and your dominion endures throughout all generations. The Lord is faithful in all his words and kind in all his works. The Lord upholds all who are falling and raises up all who are bowed down, bowed down. The eyes of all look to you, and you give them their food in due season. You open your hand. You satisfy the desire of every living thing. The Lord is righteous in all his ways and kind in all his works. The Lord is near to all who call on him, to all who call on him in truth. He fulfills the desire of those who fear him. He also hears the cry and saves them. The Lord preserves all who love him but all the wicked he will destroy. My mouth will speak the praise of the Lord and let all flesh bless his holy name forever and ever. Again, the psalm is David's own meditations on God. A.W. Tozer, in the opening of his book, The Knowledge of the Holy, writes, what comes into our mind when we think about God is the most important thing about us because what comes to your mind when you think about God shapes how you view everything else. It shapes how you worship. It, it, it shapes the, the vibrancy of your, of your life and the, uh, of your worship and of your, uh, how you respond to suffering and trials. What you think about God, what enters your mind when you think about him is the most important thing about you. And David here kind of, it just seems like he's just pouring out in these closing meditations on the book of Psalms his, what he thinks of God, and he praises God for just a number of different things, just kind of hitting the high points, his greatness. Look at verse 3. Great is the Lord, and greatly to be praised, and his greatness is unsearchable. I mean, everyone in the room would proclaim God is great, but he goes on, and that greatness is unsearchable. That God is infinite. There are no limits upon his person. There are no boundaries. He can't be measured. Even if I'm thinking about his holiness, the holiness of God 
supersedes how far I can think. When we think about the grace of God, it, it's, there's, it's limitless. There's, there's, it overflows my ability to think. The, the righteousness of God, the justice of God, the wrath of God. There's fullness to God in every aspect of his character, and every bit of God is infinite, and I'm finite. And all David can do here is great is the Lord greatly to be praised because his greatness is unsearchable. Now, for some people, we hear about the inexhaustible greatness of God, and for some, that discourages. For some, they say, well, well why bother? If I can't know God, then, then it, it discourages us often from seeking the Lord. For David, that's not the case at all. For David, that drives him. I will never come to a place to where I know him. I will never come to a place to where I've exhausted my understanding of who he is. I can always press on. There's more to know, more to connect. And look at verse 5. He writes, on the glorious splendor of your majesty, on your wondrous works, I will meditate. So David is praising God for his inexhaustible greatness. In verses 7 through 10, he praises God for God's goodness. Because God is inexhaustible in all of his attributes, there's no shortage of goodness. We may feel like we exhaust. If I line up, here's how God's been good to me. But when we end that list, the shortcoming is on us. It's not on God. There's no limit to his goodness for us. And there's no higher goodness than his son, Jesus Christ. In verses 11 through 13, David praises God for his, his government. It's enduring, his kingdom is enduring to all generations. We saw last week in Revelation 19, Christ is King of kings and Lord of lords. He's just praising kingdoms in this world come and go. And sometimes when they come, they're overwhelming and they're frightening. But history teaches us one thing, even the most overwhelming of kingdoms on this earth, they eventually fall. But your kingdom is everlasting. Your kingdom is ruled by the king who is king of kings and Lord of lords, and we praise you for that. In verses 13 through 16, he praises God for his faithfulness. David, as he writes this, looks back upon God's promises to him in his word, his promises to him directly in that covenant that God made with David, and he says to him, you've never failed to keep your word. Never once can I look back and say, you came close, but you didn't go all the way. He looks back, God's faithfulness, and in Christ, we saw last week, Christ is the faithful and true. We praise God for that. And then in verses 17 through 21, David praises God for his grace. He says, the Lord is kind, near to those who call upon him. He hears our cries and he saves us. David realizes that all that he is and all that he has, he's undeserving, he's unworthy. It's all in spite of himself. It's all been grace. It's all been this incomprehensible, inexhaustible God whose greatness supersedes anything we've ever known. His goodness supersedes. His kingdom supersedes. He has looked down upon his people with grace and mercy and has willing to condescend to make himself near to those who call upon him. And that's why throughout the book of Psalms, David just, in time of great peril, in times of great danger, in time of great need, he just simply cries out to God. Because though God is this transcendent one, he's made himself near to those who call upon him. 